Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. I'm so excited to have Aaron Draplin and I messed up. So I was an hour early. He said El Paso time. I thought El Paso time was central time, but this is what I love about Aaron Draplin is that he just rolls with it and he's so much helpful and he's like, we'll just do it. And so he just got some water. So y'all be super nice to him and um, just, Thanks again, Aaron, for doing this super early, a whole hour extra early, because I don't well, know where El Paso is. Last night, you know, laying there, um, you know, I worked late when we got into the room here, and uh, laying there, I was just like, just had a nervousness. I set up for 8.15 their time, just because wires get crossed, and on this book tour, you know, I'm trying to look at time zones and things and figure out stuff, you know, um, um, you know, trying to, but, um, okay. Does everything sound okay? I'm doing a special mic check, a special, uh, mic check on this tour. Should I do it right now? Sure. Okay. Special one mic check. One, two, may Donald Trump die in his sleep. Check one, two. May he choke on his hair. Check one, two. How's that sound? Does that sound okay? I think I think that sounded okay. Yeah, no beard, scruff. It was good. Okay, good. All right, what's next? Okay, so I'm I'm assuming a lot of people know, but you are on this book tour, and this is a great book, and it's actually filled with lots of images. Um, but and I'm having, but I'm reading word for word, and I'm a really slow reader. So this is where I am. The small section. Cool. I kind of got the history. Um, and I'm like writing in it, of course, because I um, that's how I take notes. Okay. But like that is one of my favorite, the coal stuff so far. Like yeah. beautiful, absolutely. And I guess it's just kind of that um, I snowboarded, not professionally. I was just a little dorky snowboarder. Um, but I loved it. And it was just, it's something I definitely miss. Um, and I'm, but I love the stories. You're a terrific storyteller. So Maybe somebody here doesn't know who you are, and so I always like to um, kind of give it to, like, my mom would maybe know who you are. So um, maybe um, tell us a little bit about your background and then where your love for design, when you can remember it, really started. Okay, well, I'm Aaron James Dredeplin, 43 years old. I'm from Michigan. I was, I was raised in Michigan, born in Detroit. Uh, as soon as I could, we went all the way out west because our, our first sort of loves were skateboarding and Snowboarding. And I'd say our would be all me and my buddies, right? Out of high school, two-year degree, uh, 17 to 19, class of 91, look at us growing up, all right? You're two years, you have two months on me, all of respect in the world. My eyebrows hurt these days, my 43 years old, very weird. But uh, uh, as soon as we got out west, you start to see, you know, the haves and the have-nots and stuff. And really, I was analog the whole time, so I was drawing and stuff, and then the the, I needed a computer. I started going to Alaska to make money for, you know, um, these pursuits, these tools, let's just say. And as soon as I, you know, five winters went by and we were living like animals with all my buddies out West. Um, you know, I, I went back to art school because I thought you had to go. Mm. Um, you know, I, I thought it was like a credential you had to have. Right. Um, but it's, it, that wasn't necessarily the deal. You know, it was more like, you see the business behind it. But I was so glad to go back to Minneapolis to go to art school. So here's the thing is, my love for design, you know, it came out of a very pragmatic thing, which was I had to make a living, right? I, I, I had to, that wasn't very fashionable to say at some review or something, 
I was supposed to tell the world that I was going to change this, the world with this mouse finger. Let me show you how gross that thing is. Just look at it. Just really get in there tight. It is gross. You know, I think it's not going to wash, man. It's, this has been a long tour. And, 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 you know, it comes from this place of like understanding that I'm going to have to work. And if I could be so, so lucky to enjoy, you know, almost indulgent to think that I could enjoy my job. That's not something that I was allowed to, to think like growing up. Um, you know, it's more like, um, I don't know how to say it. You know, it's weird. It's like now, uh, like I knew I had to bake a little cake. And then if you get to ice it, just one little layer of icing and it's like, I want to like my job. Like now my cake is still this. I figured it out. And it's got, you know, two feet of icing on a, you know, a three inch cupcake. Things are insane. So how, you know, just even knowing that like, I was cool with just working a job. Mm -hmm. I was cool with trying to figure out how to get myself into graphic design. I was cool with saying, okay, I understand. This is what it takes to make a living. And then this is how I'm going to enjoy this stuff and understanding how the two work together. And then when they started to kind of slam and then it was just about like, I can make a living and love it. That's the way it's been for a, a, a over a decade now. Right. You know, but if that ever went away, I mean, it sounds weird, but if that ever went away, I understand how to hustle and take it on the chin and, you know, have a, a boss push you around. Right. Have a boss big league you. You know, I, I know how to handle that. It's not, that's life. That's life. I just reacted. I reacted and tried to creatively, <laughs> creatively put, put it together, you know, to say, could, could I do this without having to, um, I don't know. Not like it along the way. I've loved it along the way. So you remember as a kid, like, um, I mean, you talked about some things in the book, but like, uh, do you remember there were certain things that you just um, locked in on? Was it like skateboard graphics or was it certain magazines or was there something that kind of sparked it in the beginning? Yeah, well, I think what it was was it was a weird little sense of modernism. Mm -hmm. um, I was in northern Michigan, so we didn't have big stores in our little town of Central Lake, Michigan. Right. There was a store there called Bachman's, and they, their slogan was, if we don't have it, you don't need it. It's <laughs> not like they had Legos there, right? So when we would go to the, the one town an hour away, that was your chance to see the world. So from a seven-year-old or eight-year-old perspective, you know, you're in some toy store and you're looking at the boxes. And I remember Lego boxes feeling so crisp and modern. And, and uh, let's just say from a very naive eight-year-old or 10-year-old or seven-year-old stance, it's like it, it felt, um, it felt uh, 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 sophisticated, mm. okay? Yet, the stuff on the box was like a, a, a space shuttle. And that, to me, was like, that's my first taste Helvetica. But mm. that's different. That's different than, like, the things I saw around me, which were kind of rural or, I mean, they were talking just graphic design. So my parents, you know, what little they could do. My parents had, like, um, uh, a couple sets of these dance D-A-N-S-K, dance cups. Oh, right. And they, and they were these really simple, 
you know, and they were, it was the Heller Minelli stuff. And, you know, those were very utopian in their design. And I remember understanding how they fit together and how they felt in their hands and the colors were really simple and primary. And that was different than sort of like, you know, like um, the folkier stuff we grew up on. So it's like those first tastes that there's this other world out there. That's where I was pretty young. My dad explained to me how Helvetica worked and stuff. I mean, you can see it on the side of a space shuttle and then see it on your Lego box. So, right. you know, I don't know. I, I, coveted, I, I sort of coveted, uh, like, you know, I don't know. You, you, when you look back now, you look at, like, on a Star Wars box. Mm-hmm. You see the same stuff, you know. But I had, a, I had a, um, an appreciation for those things, you know. So I was like a little packaging designer already at, like, you know, 11. Oh, you guys should have seen me at 11. <laughs> oh, some kids are cute. No, no, no. Not the deal here. Okay, look at how many – I'm checking in with all the people. There's Lenny. Of course he is. Lenny, sober up. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, Lenny. Sober up. Okay, everybody. Sorry. So – Kevin Cates, he's at University of Arkansas in Little Rock, and he was and I were at a conference last weekend, and he, ha- you were in his slide presentation. And I, honestly, Kevin, I can't even remember exactly what the present. Oh, it was about working outside of the United States or doing work, helping people. I think is what he was. It was about helping people, and so he really kind of took took this altruistic view. So Kevin's going to love that I'm giving him some um, kudos here. So. And I love Kevin. He's really funny. And there was a picture of you and Kevin, and Kevin was really excited. And so you had talked about cobra dogs to him. You had told him this story. And really, it reminded me about the story um, from Alaska, kind of, in a way, because you were kind of like um, sticking it to the man um, because they were making your friends, these other really hardworking carnies, kind of live in a way that they didn't need to live and didn't have to live, but they were just kind of held down and because they didn't know any better. And maybe that was the way, but I feel like you helping people is, and you doing this book tour and helping all these students, you go to a ton of schools. Um, I feel like, like you're a really amazing designer, but you're also a really good inspiration, a good motivator. You're a great storyteller. But you really help a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, well, um, well, um, I come. You know, it's a weird thing. Um, well, cool. Thank you. I mean, I, I'm just really thankful to do any of this stuff. You know, and the idea that yes, on this tour, uh, profit is not a dirty word. Okay, it's not all that dirty of a word. And we're trying to make a profit to where I can, you know, at the end of this, take a little bit of time off. But let's just say, let's just say. When I was done, there was un- just enough gas in the van, and my 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 next rent, you know, whatever you know, check was paid or something. I would still do it. I would still do it. It's it's. I covered myself long enough ago, to where uh, this is. Yeah, it's all the icing right now. Right. But see, growing up, you know, my dad was my mom and dad. You know, like. Um, without getting too deep into all that stuff. Like my dad just liked to help people, you know, be it when you're 11 years old, you know, and it's Christmas time and your parents kind of tell you, okay, you know, like this is going to be a bit of a rough winter because Mm -hmm. of Christmas, because there's four families that we have talked to someone at the the school and 
Like you could not do this anymore. My, my dad would go to our, my buddy's dad, who was a principal, and would say, hey, who needs some help? And then my dad would organize these like super kits, these super kits of like Christmas kits, like of a turkey, staples. So they get a nice big Christmas dinner. My sister and I would like pick out um, toys for little boys or toys for little girls, you know, based on sort of like the ages, you know, general thing. Right. But my, my dad would, you know, get these families together to help four or five families. Then my dad would go and he would, drop off this food on like what December 20, 20th or something. And this, these super packages. And then we, you know, we just you know, like, I was like this little kid in the back of my dad's like van watching, you know, these women um, collapsing kind of on this, on, you know, like, just like, Oh, you know, and my dad is helping people. So now, now, now that's not necessarily what I'm doing here with graphic design, but we grew up around that sort of culture. And I don't know if it's service. I don't, it's not anything church based. Nothing, none of this superstition. Ah, God. But you're just helping people. This was just like my dad saying, we have it good, which I come to find out they didn't have a lot. I, I didn't know any of that. I knew that everything was okay and it wasn't, you know, to, 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 totally perfect, but it was like we had each other. We had Legos and cool things and bikes, and but we had mom and dad, and we had you know discipline, and and we had you know like Pizza Friday or whatever the hell it was. You know, I remember these things. So you know, um, I don't know how do I apply that to graphic design. It's the idea of never being afraid of some kind of bottom line. I'm trying to watch my language. It is taking all my strength. Let me just say something. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to just, I'm saying it behind my hands. Okay. okay. But, you know, you run into people who are, they're, they're, it's just about them. Mm-hmm. It's not even their fault, you know. It's like they have to, they have families, they have things, they have stuff. I've run into that in graphic design. And it wasn't about, you know, like, you know, it's just like I just wanted to see if I could be open to this process to be like, there's, there's never, I can find time to stop and talk. I can find time to laugh with a client and freak out about something instead of it being a world dictated by a bunch of emails and messages and basically bleep decorum. Mm. Who taught us this stuff? You know, when you open these things, you know, I don't know who taught us these things. Well, some business did. And you know, if you like that, cool. You know, I mean, this is this is just about an entire life trying to skirt the bottom line of like, this is the fault. And this is how you're going to live your life. And if you go here, it gets a little trickier. If you go here, you're losing money by chance. If you go here, you're going to spend your life standing in line talking to a bunch of little rack design kids who have questions about how do you get to do what you want to do? I'll do it all day long because no one did it for me. Right. That's kind of long answer. Long, sorry, sorry, sorry. So your dad was a great example of giving back. But like as a designer, don't you feel like we get to make somebody's dream come true? Like when your friends come to you and say, hey, I want to start a business. Are you interested in helping me? Or somebody that you don't know comes up and says, um, you know, like I have this idea 
and I would really like you to do it for, you know, I have this idea, let me, because I feel like it's your, we're dream makers in a way, because sometimes these small companies come to us as designers, and maybe they can't afford our huge price, but maybe we do a friends and family discount or something like that, because we feel and we can't do that always. We do have to make a living and nobody's paying our power bill with love, you know, but I feel like there's, you, you've done that. It's not like, and I feel like you've done that consistently throughout your, your time. You haven't been too good for some people, you know? Well, there's just a sense of like, when you look back at your life, okay, okay, okay. I'm not going to name any names. Okay. I'm not going to, good morning, Lee. Good morning, Lee. Say hello to everybody, Lee. Yeah, see, look at that. Now, I'm not going to name any names. I was just in Austin, Texas. And you have a really odd situation where you have a hero of yours and one of their clients. And now, what do you know the hero as? Like doing good design work. And then you, know, then you get to meet their client who tells you things like they leveraged us and they said, if you don't have it, this much budget, and it was not five grand. It mm. was start adding some zeros any which way. Start adding a hundred to that. Okay. So you have a you know, some lyric about if the client didn't have a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like they're not even a look at the job. And these aren't big entities on this hand who are saying we're being leveraged against. Now, okay. If they think that they can only take a job for a hundred, hundred thousand, or fifty thousand, or whatever these, this money is, then that's on them. I didn't want that kind of life where I was going to say, like, I know you can't take a bag of cool to the bank. You know, like, the Wells Fargo here and help pass. So I show up a little bag of cool. But if the guy say, "Look at his face. Uh, I'm a graphic designer. Here, pay my rent with all." No, it doesn't happen. It doesn't. Happen. You know, it doesn't happen. Uh, maybe if you're Mike Jones. Maybe if you're Mike Jones and you show up with a bag of Mike Jones, they pay your mortgage with that stuff. Maybe I don't know. But um, I just didn't want that kind of life where instantly, like, because here's the thing. You hear the exchange and you hear the exchange about, like, it just made me scorn because before anyone talked about, like, the yeses, it was one big honking no. No, we won't do it for that price. Like that's the, before anyone even talked about what it before what it could be. It's already no. Like what kind of adversarial quality is that? So here's the thing. What? Do you, how do you want to live your life? Right. And I saw that from a young age. And you know, how I saw that. I saw that when the first job I did, the guy took me for it. He mm -hmm. took me for something. He knowing, you know, this is 1994 or five. I was doing illustrations for something. And it was like the guy could say, you want 15 an hour? I'll give you 14. Like just may he, I hope we already died wherever that guy is at. I hope we get, it wasn't necessarily him, the, 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 the car on fire around him. It was the meteor when it hit him and then he hit the truck I mean, when it finally happened. It's, it's like, it's like. I just stopped myself and said, I just don't want to be around this. I want to be in a situation where someone can come to me and say, we're a little band. They don't have any money. Because when you look back at your life, this is one of the biggest things I learned. The smallest little tiny fun jobs can become the biggest, greatest thing in your arsenal. And you said, Cobra Dogs, 
That's just helping your buddy. So now, what about when you go be proactive with that sense of like, we're just going to help people with our mouse fingers. And you reach out. Now, listen, I've been around some nonprofit things where, you know, there's people and emails and boardrooms and business casual and all that. I know. But, you know, it's like, what about if just someone calls and says, we like what you do and we heard you work for free. Like I sat with a kid just yesterday, just yesterday, who had no money at this MondoCon in Texas and Austin, had no money, liked what I did. And I just told him, I'll do your logo. I don't care if there's any money. He could be a billionaire's son or he could be pretty much what I knew he was, which was a kid who just had some dreams. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, I'm sorry, I'm talking long. We could absolutely affect someone's chances to make it. And that shouldn't necessarily only be if they can afford it. Right. So. so love that. We're here to listen to you. So we're, we're good. You can go on and on. All right. So um, I kind of think you answered this one already, but why do you think helping people? So if, if you were telling, you know, you're on the book tour, you're talking about a lot of things. I heard you had a new talk um, last week. Maybe you did a new talk, complete new talk. So it gets around. Um, but why do you think helping people and helping their businesses grow, I mean, that's really what we do as designers, um, has been important to you, whether you're doing it for free or you're doing it for pay. Either way, it's, uh, it can be an, I think it's cool. Job. I think it's just about like, how do you want to plant the seeds? Now, let's, now, there's two worlds here. Now, let's get real clear that you know, someone comes to you, I'm looking for an example. They come to you with this thing and they say, we are this. Now, this is different than my buddy who has, you know, I don't know what, you know, makes posters and needs a little poster designers. That's different. This is a real company. Right. There's people and stuff and things and shipping and receiving and payable and all these things. Right. And the idea is like, listen, you're not just going to say, I'll just do whatever you, whatever you guys want for free. No, 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 no. You, you are, you compromise, you, make, you work on a price. And then when you get going and you're paid, even relatively fairly. How do you want to plant that seed? Do you want them to, like, when they're done with whatever they could pay you for that job, do you want them to come back to you and be like, not only do we want them to do this, we want them to do the packaging. We want them to do them, excuse me, to do, um, you know, the advertising and the things and the stuff. And it just comes down to, like, I just never want to be the kind of person that would miss an opportunity because I was trying to exact some kind of non-scientific price out of somebody. Sometimes, like what about all the times when I didn't say anything and they offered me three times whatever I thought my scientific price was? <laughs> That's where the universe does a little bit of, you know, in the end, let's hopefully keep it right here. You know what I mean? Right. So like when you work on a Nike project, it's 10 times what it ought to be, but you're working for world-class work. That's where it's kind of like Robin Hood's towards other things. Mm. You know? And I just, I don't know, this is your life, you know? And it's like, you know, I don't know what it is. It's like, there's just something about like, I, I, I felt so thankful to be able to give anyone my time and then make a living because what I knew was I knew struggle. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like how my dad did it, you know, it was like sometimes there was lean periods and yet, what I loved about what my, how my dad did it was he was a salesman. He went door to door with these 
uh, well, tool salesman, you know, a, a machine shop door to door. He enjoyed it. He was talking with these guys. He knew these guys. He grew up with these guys. And these are hard scrabble guys. These are guys who are sometimes felons, sometimes Harley mm-hmm. Davidson dudes who drive their motorcycle to their machine shop and back. Um, my dad knew how to hang out with all those guys, you know. So there's a sense of like he wasn't only talking to the business owner. Turns out the business owner were always fidgety. You know, okay, enough fun back here. Like that's your life. Right. That you're the guy that like you guys are actually enjoying what they're doing for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You're the guy who has to come and stop that and that and you make 20 more grand than that guy. Nice. You know, I, I just didn't want to be that guy on any level. I'd rather have nothing and be able to uh, enjoy myself. So it's, it's a weird thing. It's like the moment I got a chance to start to try to like work on projects, I just never let it be a no. It was always like, yeah, oh, I'm going to make that change. All right, cool. Here's how we're going to solve it. The guys, people, friends, whatever, you know, clients. Understand if we change this, we're gonna have to go and change this and this. Oh, I see why we're gonna go back down to this. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. So they, you know, there's there's creative ways to warn people, like, hey, 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 that's not gonna reproduce right at this big or this big. You know? So guys, make the right decision. And then, you know, uh, you know, I just like I just like the idea that they could call me really even at any time. If you go back and you look at in the book and you look at like Cole Hedwer or Union Bindings or uh, or uh, Snowboard Magazine. Mm-hmm. Talk to those animals and listen. These are incorrigibles, all of them. And I will list all their names. I'll just I'll just throw one name out in the world right now. His name is Jeff Baker, and he is he'll be one of my best friends for the rest of my life. He's a family man. And you thought I was going to say he was a felon, didn't you? He's no. This is a guy. You know, all the people reading here. This is the guy who um, we invented snowboard magazines together. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means, you know. Or he invented. Right, and I got to work with him. And every time Jeff would call me, and I would say, oh, "I'm tired" or whatever. If he needed something, I would do it. You know, if he called me the second right now, he needed something for one of his things. I would still probably have to fidget around, not want to answer his email, because he just he was dedicated to me, and I was dedicated to him. And those are relationships that are special. Mm-hmm. And I, that's the first one off the top of my head. I, who's the best one I can think of? I miss my buddy Jeff Baker. I love my buddy Jeff Baker. And I just saw him in Denver for just two minutes. And I'll always love that guy. And it's like, that's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, there's been a couple that are horrible people. I'm trying to think of a name right now. I work for the Ted Cruz uh, administration. One of the worst people in the world. DT, I'm not even going to say his name again. DT's all the way at the top. Like Kellyanne Conway. Wow, there's a nice job waking up and doing that stuff for a living. Huh? Who else is terrible? Let me see. Web developers. Poor <laughs> Steve's in the West. Here we are. I'm back in the West. Who else? Who else? Who else? Let me think of someone. Let me think of someone horrible. Let me think of someone horrible. Oh, Kid Rock. Okay, yeah, sorry. Sorry. So, uh, what was the question again? All right, so I'm going to go to a different question. So yeah, you got to get me off of this. It's going to get weird. <laughs> so one of the things I love about you is your passion. Abigail says her company handled the cruise campaign. Abigail, how can you sleep at night? I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Quit now. Okay. Okay, so 
Um, one of the things I think that you're brilliant at, and I think it's really difficult to do, is honing it down and taking out what doesn't need to be there in a design. But I also think it starts at that that first interview with the client. So how have you perfected like your listening skills or your questions that you can, does it take just as long as it used to? Or have you, because all your stuff doesn't look the same. Like if people really look into the book, like you have, you have, uh, you are very prolific and you've done a lot of stuff Thank you. and the stuff that you do for yourself or some people looks more similar, but you have such a range that doesn't, um, you've been very flexible actually, if people jump in. And um, and I definitely, I'm gonna share a link in a minute of how they can get your book. And it's a big book. I mean, you could wallop somebody with it if you needed to. Yeah, well, uh, first of all, Abigail, hi, nice to, um, thanks for coming on here. And I know we talked about this now. I remember, how you doing? Still, you know, my teeth is, the tooth is rotted from that pile of donuts you brought to the shop. Nice to see you, nice to see you. But, um, well, let me see here, let me see here. First of all, Diane, thank you because um, I really appreciate that you see the range. I'm a little prickly about that because, you know, this is a giant, here comes the P word, privilege. I'm privileged to do this stuff. I'm privileged to be alive and in an overpriced hotel room in El Paso. We didn't pay for this thing. And we're stealing all the Aveda products and all the towels. Aveda is I'll, the best. I'll do, I'll do shots of that stuff. But, um, <laughs> you know, like we come in here and we don't, I don't destroy this room. I don't do that stuff where like every towel is used and whipped up against the wall. It's like, you don't do that stuff. It's like someone has to come in here and like clean up after us. And I keep, you know, like Fred Flintstone's little plinky toes, like ping, 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 ping. I do that in here. I don't want to like make anyone's job uglier than it needs to be just because we're lucky to have AIGA El Paso put us up. Right. Um, but it's like, I love, thank you for recognizing what I wanted to show in the book. One of my favorite things to show in the book was that, because listen, in this privileged spot to have people coming after you, because listen, I know I got a big mouth. It's never meant to hurt anyone. It's never, maybe a Trump supporter, but it's never meant to try to like get me higher on a food chain. Right. Like, I, I'm prickly in the book because I wanted to show that some of the stuff wasn't all that pretty. And some of the stuff, you know, with Jeff Baker making snowboard magazines, there's two spreads that were making magazines together. And it was like, I could have put other things in those spreads, but I wanted to show that we pulled off the grid. Oh, and, and they're beautiful. I mean, those, some of those spreads. Right, right, right. I mean, that's every one of those spreads is us. It's me. It's, it's my, my partner's. Um, oh man, you know, it's, it's, it's Martino who I miss. These are, this is my brother now. Martino Fumagalli is my brother. He's my older brother. I, I miss him. We work every day together. George Kleckner from Union. These are snowboard companies, but George and Martino, the three of us, we kind of got that thing going, you know, and then, you know, there's, you know, there's, you know, like one of the things that I'm like proud to show, go down a little bit, wait, 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 go open that back up, open that one back. Now go to the top, push it, push it down, push it down, push it up. Stop. Now look at that. See that young lady right there, Gretchen yeah. Blatter? This is a snowboard gal. Now what I'm proud about our magazine doing, 
One time we showed up a magazine. Okay, that's, I'm sorry. It's heavy. I don't want you to mess your arms up. It's heavy, three pounds. There's a lot of, a lot of ink on those paints. Um, our magazine, and we learned the lesson. We had one photo shoot where it showed women pouring champagne into, into their, you know, mm. their, like scantily clad. I wasn't going to be involved with that anymore. In our little snowboarding magazine, mm-hmm. we had interviews with these things called women and how they were changing the face of snowboarding. And this is small stuff, but that's how I was trained. That's what we provided. And we even had the women's issue. You know, we couldn't do that every issue because, you know, I mean, how many you know, dumb snowboarders are there to like a couple, you know, little flower young ladies. There's a, there they are. And it's a bunch of dumb snowboarders. I get it, you know, but we, like, I'm really proud of that. I'm proud that we made room to say she's great. She's cool. Um, She's got a voice. She's got talent. Before you get to all that bullshit, saying she's pretty. Right. Or controversial. No. There's stuff there that we were, I'm really proud to have shown. That's in the book. It's in the book. It's just little, but that's a little different than what we were up against, you know, versus those sort of objectifying things. We were there to say they're, they're one of us, you know, whatever. That's the way I've tried to, you know, I mean, even like picking a client. You know, it's the same thing. so you know, I I'm a little prickly about that because I, I yeah, it, let's just say that hurts when someone knows me as someone only as a one trick pony because they're seeing like what's behind you, which is the logo poster. I love it. Thank you. Well, they're seeing that, and that's all they say. Oh, this guy just makes logos. They look all the same. If I showed a thousand logos on that poster, think of how many I didn't show. Right. Due to someone saying, don't show our work because we don't want it to be pounded on by a bunch of logo nerds or whatever. And that's called being appropriate. And I would just be like, yeah, you're right. I, I don't need to put your, I mean, there, if, if there were, you know, a thousand logos on that thing or whatever it was, 666 logos. What about the couple hundred that weren't? I was just like getting the job done. Those are valid also. So, you know, that's, that's something that like, there's a little bit of that in the book, but there's there's other things that were just more like, I don't know, you know, I'm just, just I'll just I'll just say thank you for seeing the rings. That's an incredible compliment. Thank you so much. I just you know, it's weird when people come after you. It's a privileged position that when someone comes after you and says, Oh, that guy again, orange, Futura bolt. And it's like, Well, yeah. <laughs> if I could sell it, I will. I just you know, you know. You you don't. You don't just design with one color and one typeface. You do it for each client. Well, I mean, this is the troll culture we're in. We're in this culture where, and I do it myself. It's not even our fault. You know, it's like you look at likes and aggregating, and you look at the lowest hanging little bits and pieces to play with, and it's like, of course, people know you only for that. I mean, and 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 yet, I, I was really excited to feel like. Well, maybe in this little book, I could show that there was a lot of steps to take to get to a point where I could throw away a lot of my time just for fun, mm. you know, whatever. There's, there's pages, or, or making merch, or, or going on a road trip with my dad. That's That was a project, too. It's not some money, but I wanted to show that we went on a road trip on Route 66 together. What are you going to show in your life? What are you going to show in your book? What do you look back in your life and say, I was on a, on a phone call last night and uh, 
and uh uh oh man you know like talking to the people where it was like what did you the woman said what did you just say you said that you take care of your your mom and your sisters and your girlfriend you you watch over all those people i said what that's like i'm you know like it's like i can help them now i can help them with like money you know like i don't you know, I'm not going to name any names, but what if you're the kind of person who has one uncle who's got everything? Mm. They could have worked for it, or who knows? I don't know. How, how do people get wealth? How do people get a bank account? I don't care. But I've heard stories where one person leveraged it all over everyone else, and everyone else is just getting by. Right. My life has been like, I was okay with just the getting by, and then when I got myself just a little ahead, and then a lot ahead... I can go make sure they're okay. Why have it? You know, whatever. So mom is job number one, and then it's Lee or my sister Leah or my almost brother-in-law Jacob, my, my nephew Albert. I mean, this is this is weird. You know, how, how do you want to live your life? You know, right. like can I can I work, can I hustle and work more to make it easier for my 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 family? Uh I did. I do. I do now. You know, and 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 uh, I don't need a bunch of extra shirts and stuff. You know, this thing that hit that hit the old uh, <laughs> that hit the old uh, tied a little bit, as they say. You know, but you know, Lee just did our laundry two night one night ago in Austin, and that was like I don't pack a lot of stuff. I bring about three t-shirts, a couple little pairs of Target shorts. A pair of jeans in case they want me to go formal. Or it's cold. Don't you ever get cold? <laughs> That's coming. It's coming. <laughs> no, we're down to Southwest Texas. Was like that was like a science project down there. Well, they had gold bond and, 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 and the sweat and tape <laughs> and all this. Oh gosh, it's terrible. But you know, we had a we had a blast down there. We ate every seventeen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm keeping up my 9,900 steps or 9,900 calories a day and 2,000 steps. It's great. Yeah, it's keeping all my movement and all this stuff. But you know, it was a, uh, um, you know, when, when we finally did our laundry, and it's like you know, Lee was like, I don't have anything else to wear. You know, I mean, whatever. Like, like underwear, shit. And I was like, I was taking to the Target. We're, we're we're doing good. We'll you know. But no, we finally did our laundry, so I have a whole new lease on life out here. I have mm. socks I can wear. I mean, his, who here hey, has yeah. washed your socks? Uncle, you know, planes, trains, and automobile style. Who here has washed your socks in a in a Hampton Inn, you know, wherever we were at? I, I, I do. That's weird. But, you know, I don't want to go have to go, like, put the stuff in the what, what, that's not even the question. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll do it. This is extended remix stuff. I know. I know. Do you remember okay, what the, sorry. so the question was about asking, um, it was, I love the ramble. It's okay. I follow that. That's yeah. kind of my train of thought. Um, but do you think that you've gotten better through the years of honing down and asking well, the right questions? Right. My, my main concern is just to make people comfortable and make them excited. You know, mm -hmm. um, you know, how do you deliver good work? You have to get them excited and they want to, they want to work with you. They want to feel that you're giving them their time and, and you're focused, you know, and it's like, um, it's, it, it's, 
you know, by just trying to get people to be in enjoying the process, that was always a good, good foot forward. Um, and that's, I mean, have I gotten better at that? I think I've gotten a little better at how to, you know, even nip things in the bud if things are feeling a little weird, you know, um, or say no sometimes and say, well, I might not be the right fit, even though I know I can make something for them and figure out their situation and figure out their set of needs or what's appropriate or what is um, the right amount of like, oh, that's cool to look at versus this is sturdy and stable. I'm going to work for you guys for not just this season, but maybe a bunch of winter. I can do that, you know, but um, I think what it comes down to is just creating this sort of like uh, environment of them being able to come to me with, like, you guys want to know how you sell the logo you love? I'm going to tell you guys. Here comes a big old flaming uh, 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 turd of a secret from the Dragon Design. Here it comes. Tell them you'll get it Friday morning. Mm. Pull something out Thursday night and just say, I can't take it. I want you to see this. Mm. I had to send this to you, Diane. Take a look. Take a look. I'm so excited. And people, you know, it's not just a tactic. But if you love something, be a person and say, um, this, this came up to me really fast. And it has some legs. We need to push it. And I couldn't wait till Friday morning to show you this thing. It's not a tactic as much as like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be choked by a bunch of bells and things going off around me. I'm good. You know, if I have my, you know, it's hard to do this out here because I don't want to break your heart or anyone who might have tuned in. And thank you, everyone. Um, it's scary because, you know, we couldn't even get our times or I, I can't even do it. You know, it's just a weird thing. What about when you're on a like, business people and you're on, right. you know, all these sorts of people who are doing this for a job, you know, it's like, it's scary to me. And like, you know, yet even when I'm on like a big thing and like today I'll talk to a guy who works for a big, big, big company he knows me now and the job that i've taken from him i'm actually going to do a client job while i'm out here which is a little scary but it's kind of like we're just kind of we're kind of production mode and yet he knows if i tell him hey man you'll have that stuff by wednesday he knows i'm working on it. he's going to get it wednesday but we don't need to check it on monday or tuesday right. or tuesday afternoon or wednesday morning or wednesday afternoon did you get my email because he builds in time to say he's still hanging up there. Yeah, okay. And I'm not here to I'm not here to you know make anyone's life harder, especially my own. You know, so the idea of like just before we even get going on a project, just saying, let's enjoy this. This is going to be something that you may remember the rest of your lives. Let me be your your, your instrument. You know, this big. 340 pound instrument pulled out of Aaron Dragon on your table, and you're going to use that thing to guide you to the, you know, like what do you like a divining rod? You know, here's this thing, and God, it's yours, you know, like that's you covered my time. And then if we have to go a little longer, fine. If we go too long, you'll hear it in my voice, you know. So enjoy the, the magical part, which is just sort of like I'm here, I'm present, I'm ready to work, you know, right. Which I know you have. Like, I don't know how you're able to do the tour and work. And then the other question I did have was, you work alone a lot, but you used, and it seems like in the book, you really enjoyed working with teams and you kind of enjoyed the back and forth and some of the decision making. Is How do you get that in, in your work now? 
Like, do you have certain people that you go to or send your stuff to, or do you just kind of, are you able to look at it and critique yourself really well alone? Well, I mean, I have two partners I work with. Two partners, um, David Nakamoto and John Fenister, who have been, you know, we've been together eight years in this little studio. Now, now, do we work on projects directly? Once in a great while, but more like, I was going to say, Dave, my, my buddy David Nakamoto is an unsung hero of, of Portland graphic design. You wouldn't know about it because I'm a ball hog, you know, like, oh, let me do another podcast. Oh, let me do another interview. Because I, mean, I never really got any of that stuff. And then when someone waves it in your face and you take it, you know, um, I was at a dinner in Austin where someone was like, what podcast haven't you been on? And I just looked at her and I was like, there's something wrong with that. Like, these are all opportunities. And by the way, have you been on any? You haven't? Okay, well, I've been on all of them. And I made time for a kid who had seven listeners. I made time for the one that was Mark Marin. That's just podcasts. What about every little rat kid who needed their five cent questions answered for their like term paper? Right. I did those too. I did those too. And like, no one knows about that stuff. They don't know about that stuff. They don't know every time I talk to kid down from the ledge because he has $100,000 in, in uh, uh, school debt. Right. So the answer to that, how do I do all that stuff? I work, you know, and it's like, eh, I can be outside. What do people do for fun? I know you've heard this in the talk. What do people do for fun? They go dancing. They go shopping. They go wine tasting. Wine tasting, really? Oh, that's great. How do you want to spend your life? Well, I mean, I've kind of spent my life working the last bunch of years. I'm going to slow that down. I'm going to slow that down. I have to because I can't be that for that kid who's freaked out. But I, you know, I sent letters off in 1994, 95, and 97 to a band or to something, and they didn't write me back. Mm -hmm. I don't need to list the names, but the ones who did, House Industries or something, you know, that changed my life. You know, whatever that means. It sounds a little corny or whatever, but it's really true. It was like, oh, the people. And I, so any kid down who says, is this Aaron Draplin, you know, answering my question? Like, that's insane. Who talks like that? But it's like, yeah, man. It's me. I'm working. I'm a person. And, uh, you know, you know who I was taught that by? I was taught, that was taught to me by, like, Wayne Coyne from the Flame and Lips. Now, whether or not you think he's a big, wild, crazy, acid-drenched, psychedelic band, and they are, he still made time for every one of us after the show. The band is literally sitting in the thing, like, waiting to go. Like, Come on, dude, we got to go. That kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. And yet, he signed all of our records. Mm. That's, that's it. That's it. It's like, that's, that is the bottom line that I want to skirt the rest of my life. And it's not about being some kind of bullshit celebrity uh, designer. No, no. Any person who's ever come up and talked to me, you know, if I can remember their name, I, I say it. If I can remember their face, I note it, you know, and say, I nice to see you, you know, whatever. And, 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 and it's like, um, uh, there's time for that in your life. You know, we were listening last night on, on the uh, <clears throat> Mark Maron podcast with Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm-hmm where they were talking about Louis C.K., mm -hmm. who now has a policy. If you try to stop him, he just says no. Mm -hmm. If you're going to stop him, put your phone in his face, he just says no. And, and that's great. I mean, all these people stop me with a rough life. You know, right. you ask for it. You ask for it. You can't be bummed. You have millions in the bank. And right. you can't be bummed. That's your paycheck. You can't go walk to the store to get a piece of pizza anymore, man. It's all right. You ask for it. You can't be bummed. You know, so some idea that like, 
You know, I wouldn't make time for some little, you know, some little little rat kid who's got some questions about his school loan. That's one of these shows I'm doing today. I'm being paid to come here, and I'm going to do it. You know, I'll do every, I'll talk to every single kid. You know, and just because there was a couple guys that didn't, there was a couple guys that didn't. You know, whatever. I remember. You know, it's all right. They're busy. They're so important. You know, blah blah blah. They're unemployed now. <laughs> Probably. Anyway, it makes a difference, and I appreciate you, and I know you're tight on time, and I made you get up a whole thing early, but I had one last question. Last question, I'm going to pick the one. It was about imposter syndrome, and I can't even find where it is in my thing, but did you ever suffer from, or what do you say to somebody, because I feel like that's um, something a lot of designers, and I don't care if you're 43, or if you're 53, or you know, I actually really believe you just have to keep learning and you have to be authentic. But what do you think and, and how have you dealt with that either personally or how have you tell, told people to kind of fly their flag, I guess? Yeah, it, help me with the thing where you said imposter syndrome. So I, I don't, I don't, so I don't feel like I'm good enough or oh, I'm, yeah. um, I feel like I'm a poser and I'm oh. posing because I'm not good enough as a designer or I'm not good enough yeah. as an illustrator or something. Yeah, but who, 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 um, who's measuring any of that? You know, these are things that we make for ourselves. You know, I mean, it's weird because I find that very indulgent. You know, it's like it's like, listen, we're human beings, and you're freaked out, and you're like measuring. Like you, first of all, like, and I know, you know, I go to those things, and I'm looking at, I don't know, the work of Gemma O'Brien, and I'm like, oh my god, I could never ever do. This mural, like she shits out every couple of days, it seems. And that woman yeah. is just, she's cool. She's, you know, young and vibrant and wild. And you look at that stuff and you're going, man, I'm stuck in some office making, you know, uh, 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 stuff for some horrible, you know, conservative political person, you know, whatever. No, no, no. You just have to go measure it up, you know, in your life and be like, <clears throat> until you get that paintbrush and try that and see that it isn't all that rough. She's a person. Excuse me. Is she gigantically talented, Gemma? Of course she is, you know. But it's like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I didn't have a lot of opportunities to be like, like, um, I don't know how to say. It. See, skateboarding taught me that. You know, it was like, who's the best in skateboarding? Who cares? We're all together. We're all alive. It's fun just to go roll your skateboard around with your buddies, much less who's the best. You know, who's the best? Who cares? I mean, like people measure each other and have to like, I'm the tallest, I'm the biggest, I'm the smallest. <coughs> and you spend your life for some pursuit of some trophy. One second. Like what is tro trophies are? I guess, I guess what I feel like with imposter syndrome is, and I, I do think that social media has kind of played into it. And it's like, well, should you share that? And I think a lot of people are like, well, I'm not good enough. I can't share that. And I feel like sometimes you need to share things because especially as you're <coughs> because it shows progress and it shows you where you've been. And I mean, you kept a ton of sketches, you kept a ton of sketchbooks, but so you could look back, but you were also working. You were like, I have to pay the bills. I have to do this. I have to, you kind of were eating that, those designs as you went and so you couldn't fall into that self-doubt yeah. maybe and and maybe that's like mm -hmm. it is with skateboarding you get on the board and you go if you start doubting then you're gonna fall it's very hard back up on it you know there was I, I mean there's, there's like little safe things you can do little safe 
moves you can make, you know, like be it in skateboarding or in life, you know, that like, um, but it was the one time, if I think back to skateboarding, the one time I tried something, surprised myself, mm. you know, I don't know, caught the grind on some wall or whatever it was. We were these little kids doing this stuff. And, you know, like you had your youth and your physicality at your height of whatever that was going to be. And it surprised you. Well, I've, 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 I get that same buzz with graphic design. It was the first time that I said, this is just fun to make. Right. Fun to see this applied to your friend's band and look at how it just made their band look a little bit more fun and a little bit like that's really exciting, you know, and mm. that was a very natural place. So it's a weird thing, you know, like, you know, I know how we measure ourselves. I do it also. And we say, oh, I can't do this, but you know, you know, I, I just, it's, it, it gets a little indulgent because it was like, I didn't have that chance to say I had to make my rent. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I knew that it was not going to happen from nine to five. It was going to be after five that I got to go and make the things that were going to be fun. So I can only measure myself and say, well, from nine to five, I have to pay the rent. And what was, you know, you know, where those two merged, I could do the fun stuff well, from nine to five. That's where I knew I, I had made it. You know, it's a weird thing, but I could still go back to that nine to five work with a group, take notes, listen, be a good little citizen, be a good little worker, be on phone calls about phone calls. And I circle the wagons, all that, watching my language. You know, know, all the stuff that you just, everyone falls into, but it's like, no, I don't know. I don't know. When you said imposter syndrome, I think it was like people coming after you or something, you know, like trying to- Oh yeah, no, I- no, by feeling like a poser. Yeah, I don't know about any of that. I mean, whatever, you know. If you want, I mean, I'm looking behind you and all the cool stuff on your wall, you know, and you looks like you collect these things and it looks like they change too. I see how you do that. Those things can change. Those don't need frames. They can go up and go down. When right. you're not feeling that hope, strength, and courage thing, go get a puppy and line a crate with that thing when you're done with it. Who cares? Put the next one up and it's like you look at that and you're like, any one of those things, be it things about dogs or uh, bliss following or whatever, you know, maybe some booze reference on there. I don't know. You know, like those, you know, like go make your, go make one. Because here's the thing. It's like, let's just say that you never showed the work hmm. on a dribble to look for likes or on an Instagram and you just made these things and you had your buzz from it. And you enjoyed making these things and you lived your life. <coughs> and that's the best way you could do it. That's pretty cool too. You know, we don't need to go measure, you know, and be like, uh, you know, like, oh, these award shows I hear about or, you know, who's got the most addies at something. Like that doesn't right. matter at all. We know that. But it's fun to go to those dinners and eat like an animal, you know, and drink and pillage and, you know, whatever people do with those things out my time is better spent trying to invent my life in a different way you know to get away with something that shouldn't happen you know, versus trying to go and be like i'm number one in the community <laughs> my community is way bigger than like trying to mess around with just important my community is, is my buddy lenny and my community is uh, some rat kid i met one time in akron who's so we're still talking i can't talk to him every day but when I see Lenny Terenzi, God, I just want to just get right up close, just right up to him and just, how you doing, buddy? You know, whatever, you know? This is, uh, that's a great part of this non-job job 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I said everything paid. I already had my rent paid before I did any any going on the road and talking about myself or talking about design. Yeah. I had my rent paid. That's called being strategic and pragmatic and practical. This wasn't some roll of the dice. You know, this was right. like icing. <laughs> You were strategic for sure because you didn't, you paid off your school loans quickly, you paid off your house. Like that was something you trudged through and you did what you took. And now you don't have that kind of holding over you. Now you can take care of your mom and your sisters and things like that. So I think those are really important. Family is important. But I also, I mean, you do work a lot. Like I, you were up last night at like two and I'm, I just had woken up. And so I, you know, saw that you, anyway, but those are things like, I do want you to take care of yourself because you're really, um, you're really important to a lot of designers that don't know you, but you really are somebody to, um, you act as that mentor. And even if they don't know, you're a great example. And I guess I'm super thankful. Um, I'm super thankful that you had a book. I I hope that you get another one because this one's jam packed. And I would love to see some of these a little bigger. Like some of them are like, maybe it's just because I'm older and I need glasses, but like some things I just wanted to see bigger and see like you really, you have a finesse with your design, whether whatever grid it is when you're designing and um, there's just a ton of space. Um, anyway, you're terrific. And I know you've heard that a ton, but it, it helps yeah. me to be a better designer oh, and it helps you. me to think about things and think about what I need. So I don't want to take any more of your time. Listen, I'm, I'm like swarming listening to all these nice things because it's like, that's not why I got into this. You know, I know. It's you like, know. I'm just like, I'm all like, ah, and then like, it's like, it all up. well, no, it's just because <laughs> it's like, I don't know, you know, like, um, thank you, Diane. Thank you for all this, you know, but it's, this whole thing is just very weird, you know, making a book and trying to celebrate that stuff. I'm really proud. I'm, if I didn't show any work, it was just these ideas of um, going for it. You know, yeah. Where do those things come from? Well, it comes from some weird little sense of, like, we don't need to be the best in our team or who cares about teams anymore, you know, whatever. You know, I remember going up to the snowboard hills, okay? Now, my mom and dad were the ones that had us at a ski club. They didn't. Had us in the latest, awesomest gear. They didn't. You know, we had to work for our stuff. Um, it would have been a different perspective. We were always looking up at these things and being like, ooh, that's how the other half lives. Right. But what it taught us to do was to be thankful and persnickety about your, you know, your details, looking at the and I'll tell you what you get real detail when you work two months making pizza to buy your very first what was it a Patagonia jacket or something I remember that stuff the jacket the hoodie that you have in here I can't it's like an orange one go oh this one oh yeah I love that like smell that thing yeah well I mean it's just fun because it's like I didn't need any other hoodies. I needed one. I bought that thing for 18 bucks or 16 bucks or 26, whatever. And I've used it for years. It's in, you know, yesterday these kids came out to my van because we didn't have anything left in Austin at the table, you know, for at least what they wanted, hats or something. I said, well, come out to the book, man. Come out, you know, come out to the van. And they came out to the van and the kid goes, there's his jacket. <laughs> it was like standing up on its own. Like, <laughs> like, there's his jacket. Points. There's his jacket. You know, it's like that's my jacket, man. 
goes, where's the jean jacket? And I go, it's underneath the orange jacket. Can you have your life? Can you have a life where you're like, you know, they would know you for that? It's just insane. You can. And it was like, yeah, there's my jean jacket. There's my, my windbreaker. And, 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 and there's one pair of jeans in that Filson bag. And there's couple t-shirts and I don't need 10 of these things. I'd rather, uh, I'd rather help people with that cash than try to, uh, need 40 more shirts. I mean, you gotta keep yourself clean. I'm joking about that stuff, but you know, thank you for the idea of like caring for yourself. Listen, we got an, I, I drove 600 miles yesterday and I, <clears throat> Lee got into the you know, room. Now she could sit there and make the podcast work inside the van, but I had emails I had to address. And I, had, I had things, not, not not even just design stuff, but it was like links to send out for the next bunch of shows. That's me. Right. right. So I'm obligated to those things. I've taken this this stuff on, and I have to be cool about it, and I have to be. I can't do it from the road, and I mean, I had to send off a graphic for the the workshop we're going to print today in a couple hours here. You know, like, you know, I I I I. I uh, that's no one else is going to do that. It's me. Right. So I understand. Like Lee got in the room. She, we watched a little news and then she was sacked out pretty quick and, you know, got her 17 hours of sleep. She's required, you know, well, I went to bed at, you know, three or something and, and slept until, you know, eight thirty. Now, if I get, you know, a little weepy in a bit here, I'll go and take another nap. We got the room for two days, <clears throat> but there is a weird sense of like, this is my shot to do it. Yes, we're going to be tired and be crappy graciously. Can you find time for every kid who wants to go digging in the van to go get a hat? <clears throat> sure. That's what, that's what has allowed me to do this, you know. So Amir has a question real quick. And he said, you told him something about a Swedish design agency. You told him about it at Creative South, but he wrote it and he wrote it down, but he lost it. Do you remember what that was? Amir, I can't run your life. I cannot run your life. But I can tell you right now, you people, you've got to write it down. Your field notes, brand field notes. That's you right. Can, you can go to fieldnotesbrand.com right now, Amir, and you can buy some field notes. You can write stuff down on those field notes. You can buy a bunch of them. Get a six-pack, get a three-pack, get a nine-pack, get a 12-pack, and take that three-pack and go break the ice with your friends wherever you're living, with that next-door neighbor you don't know. You can do that at fieldnotesbrand.com. But... You can also look up these guys that are called SNASK, N-S-N-A-S-K, SNASK. And you'll see my buddy Frederick, who just might be one of the only Korean immigrants in all of Sweden who is, speaks pitch-perfect Swedish. But he is beautiful, and he is awesome. And I think he was, he was an orphan, and he went to Sweden somehow with the family. And that's my buddy Frederick and these guys are smart and they are funny and weird and um, build their own sets and they build their own type and books and there's no book deal they just made a book because they're just raging with creativity and it's just a, it's just I got to go speak in Sweden and hang out with those guys and get to know them a little bit and have lunch and breakfast and all this and do my talk for them and they paid me and everything and it was totally cool and um, but how many snasks are there in the world? There's not a lot. Because what you instantly feel when you're around those guys is you feel this weird sense of like, um, this is just out of their pockets. There's no, there's no, there's no, they're not making anything on this. I don't know if they are or not. They could be raging with um, 
extra profit and they're only taking jobs for 150,000 bucks or not. Hmm. It's just really nice work and they're fun and, um, and, um, they're awesome. And it's like, um, I can't talk about that stuff now. You know, they should come down to, uh, create South. You know, you should bring those guys over. Maybe they already have. I don't know. But they should come down there and, you know, punch you with their brand of Swedish meatballs because it's great. I mean, it's, just, it's a lesson. It's a lesson that you can – I think they're doing, They're working on a TV show right now. Hmm. You know, and it's – I mean, it's their own little snask TV show. Go take a look how fun – I saw those guys in Atlanta, and they had a band with them, and they were there – doing DJ stuff. They were you know, spinning tunes and they had a, like a bit of a stoner metal band with them. And it was just cool that, you know, we're not just limited to making posters that say, you know, I don't know. what do all the posters say? It's got some stupid Yoda on it or something. What do the posters say? You know, just make and you'll be all right. You know, right. There's, there's a big world outside of that stuff, you know? So once you make a poster that says, you know, I can't feel my feet because I'm sitting on my ass all day long well, mm. designing. I need to go move. I <laughs> make a poster like that. <coughs> sorry about that. So, okay. No. Sorry. I'm done. No. So I'm going to share you the link to your book. And this is on Amazon. But really, anybody can go on Amazon for if you're on the podcast and you're listening. You can go to Amazon and just search Aaron Draplin, A-A-R-O-N-D-R-A-P-L-I-N. And then you're able to find the book. And it's Aaron, it's uh, Draplin Design Company, pretty much everything Aaron James Draplin. So pick it up. I mean, I hope that's a good link. And then Field Notes brand. I'm going to share that link again. Brian already shared it for me, but I'm going to share it again. Thank you. For yeah, thank awesome. You. Brian. I've sold a mountain of them, so everyone's buying them. Thank you. So then if you want, if you aren't following Aaron already, you can follow him on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Draplin, D-R-A-P-L-I-N, just in case. Um, and then um, is there any, any last words that you want to say? I just want to encourage you to keep going and um, keep being an inspiration for a ton of designers and just thank you for talking to little people like me and I appreciate so much the hour and I appreciate you getting up an hour earlier than when you weren't expecting because I don't know how to do math. Well, I mean, that's where, well, you guys, thanks for having me and thanks for listening. I'm, we're going to go to, you know, I'm in El Paso. No one ever, I remember the one was, are you sure you want to go to El Paso? <laughs> like lives here. And it was like, I'll go to El Paso. We're It's on the tour, you know, and, 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 Let's do it. So today is one of these fun days where um, these aren't supposed to happen. But all it took was driving for 600 miles from Austin to get here and figuring out this time. And then, you know, tomorrow, you know, tonight we spend that night here. And tomorrow morning we get up and we go to Albuquerque. That's so cool. And then Phoenix and then Vegas and then L.A. And then, you know, this big Adobe Max conference. Will you be in Adobe Max? Um, yeah. We don't get enough money to go. <laughs> so I have to. Um, Expensive, I know. It's all right, but I, I always go to Creative South, and I go to this other um, college art conference. Diane, I, you want to know how you get into Adobe Max? Just show up the next time, and I'll smuggle you in. <laughs> okay. You, know you can put you me it? under your um, hoodie. You know what? You know how you do this stuff? You just walk in like you're like some kind of like administrator. I've done it. You don't need to get into specifics, but I can't confirm or deny, but you know how many people have walked in at any given time at Adobe Max? You, you would be a but I don't want to get in trouble. Is there a statute of limitations for smuggling in your friends to these big overpriced things? I don't know. I don't even know if there is, but I can tell you this much. At a Howe conference in Boston, my record was eight people. 
So there you go. Bill me. Bill me. So Aaron, real random question. Yeah. I'm just learning. So I was a snowboarder. I understand snowboarding and it was, I was goofy footed. Now I've get I've got a skateboard and I'm trying because I live so far away from any mountains and I can't um, snowboard and I've missed that part of just being outside and kind of carving the mountain up. So granted skateboarding is a little different, but any tips for me? Yeah, don't fall. You know, be careful. Well, we're not we're not twenty anymore. You know, we're I know, but I'm really short, so I'm lower to the ground. Okay, that's good. That's good. I mean, I you're not you're what are you? How tall are you? Five one. Well, so what? I'm you know what? I'm five ten, and when I lay down, I'm six foot eight. <laughs> one of my dad's jokes. One of my dad's jokes. Well, I would just say be careful and go slow. It's a tool when you learn the basics of how, you know, the physics work and, you know, just go slow, you know, when mm -hmm. don't go out and bust your ass on that thing because we're not 20, right? 43. And, and my new hashtag is, is middle age, <laughs> middle age, you know I mean? Um, I, I went skateboarding a couple summers ago, just around the house. My, 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 you know, Lee's son is 17 and he, when he was 14, we got him, a, you know, board or whatever it was and, you know I was just rolling around with him I mean it's been a long time it's been 15 years and I was scared but I mean it's good because you're you're, you're using yourself and your body your physicality I, I want to get back into it you know, just to go roll but here's my warning guy you have to be real I mean I'll be in all seriousness um God, first of all God, thank God you're not rollerblading thank God you're not rollerblading it's such a good decision thank God I've got uh, past that. Thank God. Whew. Skiing is the rollerblading of alpine sports. Mm. There I said it. Now, uh, watch out for pebbles. Yeah. What I love about skateboarding is there's nothing more humbling than the tiniest little pebble being caught in your wheel. You'll, you, It'll stop you. Just be right. careful. You know, so if you're going to learn, do it on a nice street or nice pavement and go to a Target parking lot. Okay. You know, Walmart or something and just go cruise around um, because um, I don't want you to, I don't want you to get hurt, you know, on a, on a sidewalk where it discourages you. So right. go somewhere and then just also watch and be careful for a little bit of uh, incline because you just don't want to get yourself in over your head and have to run off the board and then you know, twist an ankle right. there is nothing nothing worse than twisting an ankle in life or in on a skateboard um so that's just these are just little things because you know as we get older <clears throat> you know i can't there's no way i could do the maybe i have some friends who are still totally doing you know at uh 40 and 45 and 38 and all this kind of stuff but um I have buddies also who just don't even lift their boards. You know, there's no more grinding on edges. And so they're just carving. And that's all they need to do is to get that buzz. I just miss it. I miss it. You know, it's like, I, you know, I, uh, I don't know. Maybe while we're out here with all this profit, I'll go buy a board. And... I guess I don't feel one with the board. And that's what I felt with, with snowboarding. But I was locked on. You know, you're locked on. Well, right. And, and snow is forgiving. You know. Yeah. I mean, just so you know, I mean, I, this is going to sound weird, but 
you know, if you go to the, if you go to your, you know, your civic center or something, and you see someone, you know, ripping around on their, on their rollerblades and they have a helmet, right? And they have elbow pads and knee pads. They're actually wrist guards. Yeah. They're actually uh, on the right track because if you're just learning, you know, um, I know people like to point, aha, until that person goes down and they're okay. Once you learn it, you get that muscle memory going. You'll be all right, but it's just this thing. It's like, just don't get discouraged. Go take it easy. But I just commend you because it's fun to be on a skateboard. It's fun. It's random. It's weird. It's a little bit dangerous, but you'll see. Because you know what I love now is when I'm in all these college towns driving around. And I'll look over and I see this girl, you know, pull up on her Bob Marley longboard. <laughs> and at least she's on a longboard. At least she's on a, you know, she's out, you know, 22-year-old girl, a 21-year-old girl at her college town, and she's getting to class on a skateboard. That's so cool. No knee pads, no nothing. It's just another little tool. You learn how to ride a bike, you know. Skateboarding is just, um, I don't know. I was always afraid that skateboarding would be this thing that would get too polished by, like, uh, X Games and, uh, you know, Wheaties endorsements, but it didn't. It didn't. It's still cool. It's still creative, and it's still um, got a really cool spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can find you know you apply some of that shit to your to your uh, graphic design life. And things will be cool. You know. I think so too. So thanks for the tips, and just thanks for talking. And I hope you have fun today in El Paso. I know you will because it seems like you have fun everywhere you go. And um, I can't wait to see you again in person and give you a big hug and tell Lee and everybody else. Hey, and just thanks again so much for talking to all of us today and giving us great inspiration. Thanks, you guys. All right. See you out there on the tour. See you out there in life. Uh, Emails, keep it to a minimum. And uh, thanks, you guys. All right, we'll see you. Bye, guys.